Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, it's Suze McLeod here with the Village Church Q&A podcast, and we've been talking about this coronavirus for the last couple of weeks. Our world is in crisis. People want to know, Pastor Michael, is this virus from God or are viruses from God? Yeah. I mean, it's it's tricky. So we can say a couple of things that we know. All the potential when God created the world, he made it perfect uh, without sin and all the potential for all of the bad things were there. Mm-hmm. If a sinful being acted on it and brought sin into the rhythm of creation, then viruses were absolutely a possibility. In fact, there's actually two different ways to think about viruses in this way. Okay. One is viruses were always there to a degree and they served a purpose, but we were immune to the to the effects of them. Mm. The other is that, no, they weren't there, but they are actual mutations. And so uh, because of sin, things began to degenerate and to mutate and right. survival of the fittest on a, on a microbial level, if you will. And, and so really, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day. What we know that we know that we know uh-huh. is two things. Yeah. Number one, God uses mm-hmm. viruses and also is historically in scripture validated as sending them to groups of people. True. We also know that not all viruses are sent by God. Some of them are just the normal rhythms of the world. Mm. We live in a fallen mm-hmm. world. And so therefore fallen things happen to yeah. a fallen world. Yep. There's a bigger question, which would be like, um, is the coronavirus from God as a global mm-hmm. judgment? Mm-hmm. No idea. Yeah, we don't know that yet. To even surmise that is to overstep. Mm. At some point, it doesn't even matter Mm. uh, because globally, we come together and we have this incredible technology that allows us to communicate, measure, adapt, prevent, overcome vaccinations, you name it. You know, so like we have this, we are like, it's one of the most incredible uh, times for the globe to show the creativity, the ingenuity, the Mm -hmm. reality of the image of God Mm -hmm. in man, our ability Mm -hmm. to overcome most anything. Yeah. I think it would just be presumptuous at this point to say this was from God to discipline the world. That's, we just don't have any sense of that. We don't know. Yeah. Right. So um, our viruses from God. So in, in, there's two occasions specifically. Um, God destroyed one. Uh, they're both in the book of Numbers. God destroyed 14,700 people, and then he killed 24,000 people. Oh, my. Uh, because of various acts of rebellion and disobedience, uh, Numbers 1649 and Numbers 259. And so I know for a lot of people, it's really hard for them to imagine this part of God because yeah. the pop culture notion of God is God is all love, only love, mm-hmm. ever love. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures reveal a God who is much more robust in attributes. Actually, we're made in his image. We have mm-hmm. a, a variety of emotions. We have anger. We have mm-hmm. joy and laughter. We have uh, love and affection. We have mm-hmm. friendships. We have fun. All this range of emotion is the image of God in us. Uh, so when we see our range of emotion in a human experiences, we're able to just kind of step back and learn like, oh, God is much more diverse than just ooey gooey love. Mm. And part of the part of his nature and character is that he is holy. Mm. So in the same way, you would call a judge who doesn't cast judgment on law breaking. You would say it's a bad judge. You would. Yeah. Right? In the same way, God is a judge and he can't overlook law breaking. Right. So like, 
part of the way we just view God is that he's not actually primarily love. He's primarily holy and he has a multiplicity of emotions. And I could look at a judge and say, you are a good man, an honorable man, a loving man. And yet that judge sends someone to prison for the rest of their life Mm. because they broke the law. And that's where we put God in this small little teeny weeny teeny little box. And we can't just see him in the totality of who he is and let him be much more diverse. So here's the reality. God judges mm-hmm. because he's holy. Mm-hmm. And the people who are who are under the judgment of God are not going to say, God loves me in that moment. It doesn't feel like he loves you, right? Oh, it never feels like it. Yeah. So that that's one of the realities of God. The scriptures never hide it. In fact, people people don't struggle with that because like how do I say this? People don't struggle with it because the Bible doesn't talk about it. They struggle with it because their teachers don't talk about it. Because Bible teachers aren't talking about the full orbed nature of the attributes of God. Oh. So people then all of a sudden hear that God judges and hell is real. And they're like, what? Mm -hmm. So in the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 11, uh, Jesus says, there will be earthquakes. He's talking about the end times, by the way, Mm -hmm. in various places, famines and pestilences, which viruses, plagues, Ebola, all this stuff, right? right? That's Mm -hmm. pestilences. Um, And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. And so there's this like very real sense that God uses pestilence or virus or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But there's, it has to be said, just because there is a virus or pestilence doesn't mean that it's from God. Right. It could be something that just happened. And so again, I just want to caution everybody, but we can step back and say, whether or not God created them or not, if he did create them in the perfect world, they would have had no negative impact on creation. It would have only been positive. We also know a lot of what we're experiencing now have evolved through microevolution. And that's normal. That's just the the creative rhythm of things. And so my guess is that the coronavirus didn't exist in creation, right? Yeah. Whether it was made in a laboratory or whether it just evolved from some other virus, whatever. Mm -hmm. Big picture is God is over viruses. Yes. In control of viruses. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think this is actually, like, if we're really going to get to the hard part of the question, the hard part of the question is not, did God make it? Mm Mm-hmm. We already know that he could or could not, and he'd still be good. Yeah. The hard part is not, did God use viruses in the Old Testament to kill a lot of people? He did, and he was holy and just to do it. Yep. The real question is, okay, God, why why would you even allow this to happen? Mm. Why would you mess up my rhythms? Mm. Why would you bring discomfort into my life? Why would you take away my security? God, that's not something I would do to my kids, so why do you do that to your kids? And I think that brings us to the question we're going to answer next, which is why would God allow viruses? But I do think, um, did God create it? Sure. Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't even matter. Mm. He's in control of them. That's what matters most. Why he created them. I think that's where some of the emotions get into this. And the Christian has to be clear headed. And so I say we punt that to the next time. Absolutely. I had just had one thought as you were closing that. Let's pray for God's heart on the matter. Mm. I had this friend once that prayed that over me in a crisis situation. She said, I pray that Suze would have God's heart on the matter. Mm. And it just stopped me in that whirlwind of, is this from God? What did I do wrong? Is he punishing me? What's going on? Is he punishing them? Is this is, we just get so into that, right? That spin, that tailspin. And God, that's not the point. Yeah. And gosh, so much to say. And you're like, you struck all these really cool thoughts. I'm going to save them for next time. Yeah. We're going to blow people's We're going to come back to it. Yeah. <laughs>